All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of The Financial Commute, where we talk about what's going on in the world, how it affects you, and what you can do about it. I'm super excited to have David Sifford join us from Ecofin. They focus on tax advantage lending, and we're going to get a little into a little bit more about what they do and, and how they benefit our clients and our investors. But David's been in real estate investing for real estate lending for over 20 years, and more specifically, charter school or education lending for for around 10. So, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. One of the things that I love about your strategy when we talk about tax advantage lending is not only do our clients get really nice cash flow from your investments, but also there's a special tax treatment to that, um, which makes the income even more enjoyable. Sure. But it really fits into the core of our investment philosophy, which is risk management, understanding the risk that we're taking on and whether or not we're getting paid for those risks. True diversification because the types of loans that you're doing are really different than you know traditional government or corporate loans. And then you, you, your solution provides a lot of cash flow to our clients. With cash flow, people love they get to feel it, spend it, touch it, and it gives them a lot of options. So you know, tell me a little bit about how you got into this tax advantage lending and and what you guys truly do. So as a firm, we are a sustainable investment firm, and so we invest in. Um, climate impact effectively, um, water. And then on our side, um, it's primarily, we call it social impact. Yep. And social impact takes on really three different sectors. So for us, it's education, which is gonna be primarily charter schools. It's healthcare, which is primarily senior living. And we don't, we don't do a lot of skilled nursing. We do more assisted living and independent living. Okay. So kind of more simple approach. Okay. And then last waste transition, um, so the first two we say are more social impact and then waste transition is more sustainable because it's you know, effectively it's recyclers or something taking organic waste and converting that to some form of renewable energy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been investing in real estate backed or not investing in, but doing real estate backed loans for the bulk of my entire career. Right. Yeah. And so I had an opportunity. I did some senior living early in the CMBS days, um, but had an opportunity to move to a REIT and start working on education. Mm -hmm. And it was a way I never knew I was kind of craving, yeah. you know, the, the doing well by doing good approach that, that people so often talk. You about. guys have been doing that long before it became cool. Or we were trendy. doing it before it was cool. Yeah. yeah. We were kind of doing impact before, before anybody else was really like claiming they were doing impact. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of greenwashing in the space as, as we all know, we're, we're not part of it. Yeah. Um, everybody that I have on my team, we have two guys devoted to our education platform that have been doing it for 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. um, one of our guys is, run a charter school, set up the board for a charter school, and also obviously lends money towards charter schools. So I mean, we have experts in our particular field. So you talked about risk mitigation kind of early on. That's how we do it. Um, the individual we had devoted to senior living has been doing that for almost 15 years. Mm -hmm. That's all he does. Okay. And, and then on the waste side of our business, um, the individual we have dedicated to that has been in some form of green energy space for 30 years, even though you probably didn't even know it existed that, yeah. you know, that long ago. So that's that's how we kind of get through the risk mitigation. I think from a standpoint of diversification, you nailed it already. I mean, yeah. there aren't many groups that are doing what we're doing, especially packaging it the way we're packaging it. So um, the tax exempt income side of it is. How do you get tax exempt income from it? 
So you think about any school, any school, not any school, most schools are 501c3s. That's probably the easiest way to create tax exempt income is in the education space. In the senior living space, if it's affordable senior living, um, you basically qualify a certain percentage of your occupants that are at or below median income. Yeah. And if you can hit that qualification, then you can get it tax advantage kind of treatment on your loans. So then, then you wouldn't have to pay federal taxes on the income. Correct. Wow. Yeah. And in some cases, depending on where you live and where those assets are, you could also get state oh, cool. advantages as well. So yeah. It, How do you protect investors when you're making loans to these types of businesses or operators? I'd say the best way we protect them is that this is all our team has been doing for so long that we're good at it. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that to brag about it, I mean it more from the standpoint of you don't want someone dabbling in these businesses because they're hard to understand and they're and they're really hard to underwrite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the one of the things I noticed early on when I got into the education world is the reason there's not a lot of competition is because if you think about what goes into underwriting a charter school, there aren't many groups that are willing to go out and put nine million dollars to work, for mm-hmm. example, and have to underwrite an association, an authorizer, an operator, a board, financials, location, you know, demographics, competition. It's a lot. Right. Just to put out nine million bucks. <laughs> right. And so I think that's what we have realized is that that's our passion. That's what gets us out of bed every morning. And we're OK with it. Yeah. Like that's because we enjoy it. Yeah. But if you have a group, for example, that, you know, I, I'll make it up, but was doing multifamily and decided we're going to do a charter school. That's a dangerous endeavor. Okay. So how has COVID affected your business model or the types of loans that you guys do? <laughs> well, in retrospect, it's it's almost been the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, early on, we were concerned about it, obviously, because no one knew what was going to happen with education. If you think about what we do, 80% of what we've done is in education or senior living. Mm-hmm. Like Those are arguably the two hardest hit sectors as a result of COVID. Right. right. And so... Um, early on, we were a little concerned about we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, charter schools ended up being a, a really nice way for families to choose something other than a district when their districts were closed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that created a lot of popularity around charter schools in that time frame. Um, senior living was kind of a headline grab for a lot of folks. And You had a lot of really sad stories that came out of it, but the reality was is that occupancy didn't really drop as much as people would have liked to have thought. And it was because the safest place for those certain individuals was likely in those facilities. And so what what came out of it for us is we had the opportunity to go there. There's our black swan event, right? And as a result of that black swan event, we were up and we did really, really well through that period. And I think if nothing else, it showed people that we have the right team, we're making the right decisions, and that these assets are so essential in nature that even in a period like that, they will survive. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, In terms of what you do on a day-in, day-out basis, like what what are you most excited about? Why do I do this? Yeah. Uh, Helping people. Like it's, it's, uh, it's a cliche thing to say, but if you think about what we do and the lives that we impact, you know, making a loan to a school that wouldn't otherwise exist if we didn't help them means you're helping teachers, you're helping kids, you're helping families at large. If you're making a loan for a, an affordable senior living facility 
that, you know, if you didn't do that, then those citizens otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. Um, then, you know, again, you're helping people. In the case of our the waste side of our platform, it's a little different. I mean, it has probably more of an environmental impact than anything. But what it does do is the majority of those deals are in rural communities mm-hmm. and it brings jobs. And so, you know, you think about what we're doing makes direct impact on on the lives of people. That's probably more of an indirect impact as a result of our loan, but it's still helping people. Yeah. Right. And so that's what gets me out of bed every morning. I used to make loans for office buildings, retail centers, multifamily, self-storage, all those things. And those are great. There's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't create the kind of passion behind what you do that this can. Yeah. I mean, you're changing the world through education, through affordable senior living and creating jobs. I mean, that's a tremendous impact. Yeah, changing lives. Yeah. What do you see in terms of your space and the stuff that you're doing now and in the future? Like, you know, tell us about the current environment and, and how that's affecting you. So I think charter schools have gotten a real boost from COVID. And I think that the, you know, there's, it's a political lightning rod. Yeah. Um, but at the same token, you know, if you're a believer in it, then at the end of the day, it's giving options to people that want options. If you don't want the option, you don't have to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what what is if, if nothing else that came out of COVID is it just opened people's eyes to different opportunities. So that will continue and it is continuing. And you're seeing the enrollment in charter schools just being driven straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the senior living side, by I think it's 2024, you can't build it fast enough. So the downside of COVID is you had a lot of construction starts stop. But you already had this looming issue of, you know, this generation aging at such a rapid pace that now that these construction starts, have st- you've, you've just taken a problem that was about to occur and made it worse. Right. And so you won't be able to catch up. You won't be able to build fast enough for the aging population. What that means for us is it's an opportunity to help more people right. um, and to get more money deployed for our investors that creates a really nice return. Um, but it means that the opportunity is not going away. It's only getting better. Right. And then on the waste side, I use the example a lot. Like if you think about anaerobic digesters, anaerobic anaerobic digesters. So anaerobic digesters is a a sexy way of saying you're taking, in some cases, cow manure. Okay. And you're effectively turning that into renewable natural gas. Okay. Right. So think of the example of Germany. Germany is a country the size of Montana. Mm -hmm. They have 8,000 plus anaerobic digesters. The entire U.S. has 300. So if you think about that opportunity, and the reason that's happening is because landfills are filling up. People are not okay with putting organic waste into landfills anymore because of obvious reasons. And if we can figure out a way to capture the methane that's produced off of those and actually turn it into something that's, you know, effectively keeping you from creating some other form of gas that's not renewable, then why not do it? Right. And so... um, but anyway, that's that's kind of what what I see our opportunity as going forward. So you're pretty excited about the future in terms of the stuff that you're doing and the impact that you're making. I think it's just getting started. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun part for us. And, and I think we have a platform that can truly grow into perpetuity. That's awesome. David, thank you for joining us today. Sure. I get excited every time I hear the story about Ecofin and what you guys do. And I'm really excited about the impact that it makes on our clients' lives. So thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Right. I appreciate it.